Hello, welcome to Running on Tap. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Kyle. What are we drinking today, Kyle? We are drinking uh, beer from The Vale, which is a brewery in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, so for once we are not hashtag drinking local. It's we're, more local we're than drinking, a lot of we're drinking, we're drinking like hashtag regional. Uh, but it's a, uh, it's a brewery down in Richmond that uh, we have never visited in person, but we ordered a shipment of uh, wonderful beer up. And why don't you tell people about it? It's a little bit unique. It's super unique. A friend of ours who is also a runner um, recommended it. Uh, her, her husband and her had ordered a bunch of it. So it is, it is beer, but it's mixed with fruit puree. So it's right. very thick. It has almost the consistency of a smoothie. Right. I think when we've described it to people, uh, we've described it as it's like drinking like a naked juice, like a like one of the yeah. the smoothies that are like Which widely dangerous. available. Uh, yes. Oh, it's super dangerous. I uh, got into some trouble with these. As did as did I. <laughs> uh, but they're they're very strong they're you know i think we have one that's about 11 percent. many that are like eight percent i am uh, drinking the never again which is a goes ale with raspberries mine is only 4.9 percent, which is why part of the reason i like this one but it's also rather tart you can really taste the raspberries which is one of my favorite fruits uh and i am a big fan of it Yes, yes. Uh, I really liked, we got three different ones from here, and uh, I really liked all of them. The one I'm drinking today is called The Weapon. It is a uh, sour double IPA. It's got some, uh, what, what, do we, what do we have in here? Uh, raspberry, blueberry, and milk sugar. And this is a very good one. We enjoy, I enjoyed this I like that heavily one a lot too. the other day. Uh, it's so, a, so I, we like haven't drank these in a week. I'm like forgetting how good it is this just tastes like raspberry it's, it's juice real, this is really, why it was a exactly yeah like it's, <laughs> it's just like like this one it very much just tastes like blueberries like it's like it's very it's very good for uh i mean it's been cold this week but uh not not really super springing but it's feel they feel like very summery beers oh, yeah. like a little bit little sour a little fruity they're very opaque right and then this one the the weapon is like in addition to being like sour and fruity it's also a little hoppy and it's mm. got that like that hoppy bite that I like uh, in my IPAs and that kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's I actually great. like that one too, as I remember. Yeah. And right, I am not traditionally an IPA fan. Uh, yeah, they're very good. The and only, they are unlike any beer I've seen anywhere else. My only complaint about these is uh, cleaning them. It is very yeah. much like, usually with uh, we're cleaning, not cleaning the beer, cleaning the glasses after we drink the beer, I should specify. Because usually you clean a, a glass after you've had a beer, you have like a little bit of foam rings on the side or whatever. Maybe that's it, but that's about it. This you have foam rings and then also like fruit detritus essentially. Like you have like a little bit of remnants of what would look like a smoothie. Yeah, for anyone who's wondering, we do have a dishwasher. We do have a dishwasher, <laughs> but I am- uh, Kyle's a rinser. I'm very much a, a rinser and uh, my, my mom taught me to Make sure you, you, you weren't putting things in our old dishwasher when I was a kid uh, that were as heavily covered in fruit as these glasses were and, and expecting to get all that fruit back off. You but had to let you're that. washing the dishes before they go in the dishwasher, what does the dishwasher yes, yes, do? No. We've all seen that commercial <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so it's, they're wonderful beers. Uh, I don't, they do ship to Virginia and DC, I believe, but yes. not beyond that. So if you are 
a listener from afar. Don't travel here until Sorry. the lockdown is up and you're, then go. You're out of luck you're for out of now, luck. but if but, they ever start shipping to you, I would highly recommend trying it just because they are very, very different. Absolutely. Uh, Jacqueline, how was your week? How, how has, uh, we're recording this a, f- a few days later than we usually do, so it's really been about a week and a half since the last time we recorded. Like, yeah. Tell people how, how you've been feeling and what, what's going on. I have been great. Good. Um, in terms of running, uh, you know, the world is still sort of in shambles, but my running has been a-okay. I have started uh, training with the Peloton app, which I am a big, big fan of. I did some outside runs with them. And so while, excuse me, (laughs) we should leave that in. (laughs) I'll see how gross it is. That's incredible. (laughs) Uh, another point about this beer, it is definitely carbonated. <laughs> so I've been training with the Peloton app. Uh, while there is no marathon in my immediate or even far off future right now, I have started training. They have a 18-week uh, marathon training plan that is divided into three six-week sessions. And just to sort of have some structure to my training, I have started training with that. And it's great. It's four runs a week. So you have a tempo run, a marathon pace run, uh, just a fun run where you're going out doing fartleks, just listening to some good music, uh, and then your long run. And each of the runs, you have a 10-minute warm-up that's like some jogging and some dynamic stretching, which I never make enough time to do. And then on the days you don't run, you are supposed to do strength workouts. Um, but I have actually been subbing in yoga for those because I've really been enjoying their yoga classes. It's also hard to do strength workouts right now in our current state, given that we don't have a gym or space, really. Exactly. I've been, I, I've been really enjoying yoga, both you know, mentally and physically. Uh, so I've done a couple of those. And I have just really been enjoying the program, um, been enjoying getting out and running. I've been running in the mornings, which has been really, really lovely. Kind of get back into like a little more of my normal routine, see like, see fewer people out. Um, And so the thing about the Peloton app, and maybe there's a way to do this such that you do see your pace on your Apple Watch, but I can't figure it out. So when I'm running with the Peloton app and I have my Apple Watch on, it tells me my heart rate. And if I swipe, it tells me how much time is left in the workout, but it does not tell me my pace. So the instructors are saying, you know, run like a... Does it... Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm distracting you with my face, uh, yeah. as per usual. Uh, does it tell you the distance that you've run or is it just... No. It just shows heart rate and time left in the workout. On like the first screen, like when I just flip, flick my watch up to look at it, it tells me my heart rate. And when I swipe right, it tells me how much... So they're like sections of the workout. So it'll be like a 30-minute workout, like 10-minute okay. warm-up, 15-minute run, 5-minute cool-down. So it'll say like you're in the 15-minute run spot, you have, you know, 5 minutes left in that section. Sure. And that's okay. it. And it... At first, I like really didn't like it and I was like, oh, like I like these workouts, but I might just use the workout app on Apple Watch anyway because I can like see all this data, like how far I've gone, my love, pace, love like all, those all this stuff. I have run faster than I've run in like the past year because the instructor says run at a six out of 10 for four minutes. And I have no idea how fast I'm going. I am running what for me that day is a six out of 10. And 
I have shocked myself. I have run paces that if I looked down and saw it on my watch, I'd be like, oh, I really got to pull back. Right. Um, so it's been really, really great for me to really run by feel and have some structure to my week. It seems like just anecdotally, your attitude toward running and your desire to do so has definitely changed and ticked up since you started doing this uh, and since you, you know, really discovered the Peloton app and, that, and started doing that. I think uh, this seems to have really kind of kicked you out of the, the doldrums of the, the post-marathon post, post cancellation disappointment. Definitely. I mean, there's definitely still in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, like I'm running so fast and feeling so strong. It would be super great if I could like go out and prove it with a race. Um, so there's definitely some of that in the back of my head. But ultimately, like I've just felt really good and really strong physically. And I feel like I feel like it's given me like a new sort of purpose to work towards. Like I'm I don't know how far I'm going to go in the training plan. I can't, you know, much like when the race got canceled, I can't really imagine myself running 16, 18 miles right. without a race. But it's, you know, for, for at least the first six-week session, my plan is to, to stick with this. And it's been nice. I, I'm running by time, too, which is very, very different. Um, like, I'll go out for a 30-minute run. So it's, it's just been really different um, and a nice way to challenge myself and have, like, a schedule to stick to. So... I really think that this speaks to how important structure is uh, yes. and, and how, uh, you know, it seems like you kind of felt aimless for a bit after the marathon got canceled. You Definitely. Didn't, didn't really know what to do and how, how much to do and whether it was worth it and whatever. Uh, and I think that, you know, how much has this changed, you know, your outlook and your, not, not necessarily your fitness level because you're actually, I think you're probably dropping down in mileage mm -hmm. compared to where yes. you were before. But it seems like your your mental outlook and your desire to keep doing stuff has definitely gone up in my eyes at least. Definitely, I feel like after the marathon, you know, I'm, I'm shut in the house and everyone's telling you like, it's good to move your body. It's good mentally, it's good physically, get out and move your body and I'm like, okay, well like it's a Tuesday. I guess I'll go run some indeterminate amount. Right. like. It's Wednesday, should I run today? And it just, it. I know there are people who sort of need that off-season break. I am not one of them. Right. I am definitely, definitely enjoying having the structure back. And I've also, because I, I, I think, you know, I, I am running strong and I'm enjoying getting out and running, but having, you know, working from home and having the time, I'm also really enjoying the yoga classes, which is kind of flexing a totally different muscle. I was doing... Quite literally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was doing yoga once a week pretty consistently when I was marathon training, but this is now twice a week and it's it's been nice to also take this time to try try something new and try to make myself a little more well-rounded. I mean, given that there are no races, I was talking the other day about, you know, setting goals about yoga poses I would like to be able to get into by the end of all this. So it's been nice to both have structure to my running and have something sort of new to focus on improving in as well. Yeah, I've always found that to be, uh, my, my, I'm the same way essentially is what I'm trying to say. Uh, that it seems to me that having something to do or at least like putting, for me, I just have a, I just have a spreadsheet yep. where on, you know, I, I go basically like three weeks, three weeks of regular and then uh, regular mileage and then one week of like less to like recover. But even just setting out that mileage or, or 
putting what, what I'm going to do that day down on, uh, you know, in a spreadsheet. And I was going to say on paper, but it's on a computer. Uh, it really helps me to just get over that indecisiveness of, well, do I want to do this today? Do I want to, do I want to run, whatever? And like, for instance, like today I was on my run and I was, um, the spreadsheet told me to go five miles. And in the first little bit of my run, the first 10 minutes of my run, I was running into the wind. It is colder than normal in DC right now. It's a, you know, it, was, it looks, it says it's in the mid forties when I went out and I was like, oh, it's not, it's not too bad. But then you get out and you're going into the wind and yeah. it feels real cold. So I immediately, I'm like, this sucks. I want to turn around and maybe I'll just do three miles. Maybe I'll just do two miles. Uh, but then I'm like, no, the spreadsheet tells me to go five. So just go five. And it ends up being fine. Like I have, an, I have a lo- lovely run, but yeah, exactly. I, I just kind of, it's the only time I'm like, I will definitely be, have my impulses and my uh, ability to choose things just completely ruled by something else because I don't like, I don't want to deal with thinking about how I work out. I just, want, I just want someone to tell me what to do. And even if it's just me four weeks ago, plugging in some mm-hmm. random distances in a spreadsheet. There are obviously times when, you know, you didn't sleep well or you're getting sick or you're injured. Like there are times that it is the right thing to do to listen to your body and either skip a run or cut it short. But I, my experience is that if like you can cover the distance, like, being able to cross off that full distance on your spreadsheet is going to feel better than cutting the run short. Right, exactly. I mean, there's the sense of fulfillment. Right? Yep. I am an insane completionist. I, I, I am one of those people who, like right now, I have a nagging anxiety because a podcast that I've listened to every single episode of, I haven't listened to the last five because my podcast load is so... It, my, my podcast listening time has been so cut yeah. uh, you know, in, in quarantine. And uh, so there's a nagging anxiety in the back of my mind that I'm just like, I haven't listened, like those five podcasts are there and I haven't listened to them. So- Man, that's what you're stressed about? I want your life. <laughs> uh, no, I, I said nagging anxiety. I did not say, no, there are many more anxieties that are much more upfront and much more in my face on a regular basis. You can ask the, un, uh, the unwelcome tick in my eye if, I, if I'm feeling anxiety. Fair enough. Uh, but- very much with my with my runs and and with like my weekly training plans or whatever whatever you want to call it uh if there if there is one that i don't do or if i cut a run short i definitely feel uh un, you know less accomplished i feel bad about myself and i don't like it i i can think of one uh one run maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago yeah i know right stuck with you it, it did because i it was one of those days where the wind was up and um, I didn't really sleep well the night before and I was tired and I went out my run and I was going down the mall and I there's many different one of the great things about running the national malls there are many different ways to have you know change mileage routes I was going out I think for a five mile run and my legs were just dead and I was like well I could cut this off here and make it three and be home you know in 15 minutes and I went and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do that. It's not, it's not worth it. But then I kept getting that nagging feeling in the back. Like, no, you, you, you have, you're supposed to go five. You should do five. And I just, I actually turned to go down the street that would have made me a shorter route. And then I instead just veered away and did my regular, the five mile <laughs> run I was going to. And I was just like, you know what? And by the time I got home, I felt better. And was like, you know what? Yep. I'm, I, I did it. So I totally think that like, 
you having this structure back in your life uh, in some way is, um, you know, it just it kind of shows that uh, this is something that we just need as runners is is uh, being told being told what to do and giving a, a plan even if um, like both of us right now aren't training for any specific race anytime soon. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've read a lot about, like, the need for an off-season just to, like, allow yourself to enjoy happy hours. Obviously not right now, but, you know, to to put other parts of your life ahead of running. And I, I think it was the right choice to give myself, you know, two, three weeks to wallow and, and flop and just sort of work through stuff. But I feel happy to sort of have that back. I get the sense uh, with your running, you are very much like someone who like to be doing something with structured or doing nothing like there's either like there is no there's not a really a great world you are not at your happiest when you're like just running for fun or just running uh with no set goal i should say i mean to be training hard or on the couch with ice cream or like well not i mean kind of i mean yeah kind of but i'll disagree i'll say like there, there you'll be looking at exploring other physical pursuits, right? You'll be looking at doing uh, Orange Theory or sure. yoga or, uh, you know, there was that one time you took that boxing class Oof. where you punched to music or whatever. So I think that uh, and I, that's why I kind of have been the same way where I'm like, my off season was like running a little bit less in December, but I yep. still ran or like, actually, I think my off season for running this year was the beginning of a half marathon training. Uh, because the the mileage was just lower. Yep. But I was still running four or five times a week. Uh, but I just like to be doing something, and mm-hmm. I like to have the structure, and I don't like having nothing to do. So uh, I think that that's really important. How has your week of running gone? It's been good. Um, I go. I'm having like one good day for every one bad day right now. Mm. It is. Uh, it's just very strange, uh, and I'm wondering how much of it. We've had some really big storms here recently, so a lot of pollen is out of the air. It's on the ground. I can see it. Uh, So the air quality is not that bad uh, as far as allergens, and also no one's driving. A few people are driving, so like the air quality is really good here. But I found the days when I start off and my running route takes me into the wind, my Mm -hmm. heart rate gets up early into my run, and those are not fun. Uh, But at the same time, I had a a long... I went uh, seven miles the other day. It was awesome. Felt great. Uh, I went 13 miles over the weekend. Felt great. It was just just lovely. So um, it's really in between. And then there's the, the shorter runs have been a little bit tougher. Uh, mm. But it's good. I mean, right now it's 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 aside from the wind, it's really good running temperature. It's, yes. It's, it's, it's we've had mostly sunny days, uh, so I can't really complain. Um, but I'm feeling good. I am excited to. I just retired two pairs of shoes yes uh, after they each got their 400 miles r.i.p i know uh so i'm now on to my obnoxiously colored orange and uh red highlighter That's right. uh new balance 1080s which i love they look incredible uh and then also i got a new pair of glycerins which i am uh are my like my traditional running shoe my my base i love them both um my legs are already starting to feel i was starting to get um some pain in my left knee which reminded me a lot of during the first marathon training Uh I got a lot of pain in my left knee um and part of that was 
I wasn't cross training with anything then, yep. which I'm not really now because mm-hmm. uh, there's not, you know, the Orange Theory is down and the gym is closed. And I've done yoga. I don't, I'm not as big of a fan of it as you are. Um, so I haven't really been doing anything else. So that kind of worried me at first, but then mm-hmm. I kind of remembered that what really caused my knee pain during my first marathon training was old shoes. Mm-hmm. And I've been with two pairs, of, I've basically been cycling through four pairs of shoes over the last two weeks as I break in the new ones. And um, each run with the new pair, or with the old pairs of shoes, my knee hurts more than it does with the new ones. Sure. And it's just like a little pain. This is not like a, anything debilitating. But I am excited to get a few more miles on those and to uh, have kind of the shock, like the impact that's been uh, going on my legs on the old, with my, my runs with the uh, old pairs to be lessened somewhat. It's that thrilling time with of breaking in new shoes. I haven't gone on a long run with either of them yet, so I'm excited to do that this weekend. Our shoe bench right now is super well stocked and very colorful. Yes, yes. It looks, I truthfully love seeing it anytime I walk in. I think there's no reason, like, there for athletic shoes, I, I, I basically, all through uh, when I was playing baseball and soccer growing up, I always just had black shoes. Didn't want to be flashy. Didn't want to stand out. You know that that American like ideal of just like, oh, I'm a, you know act like you've been there before, dress like a professional, blah blah blah. And then as I got to be an adult and I had more say over like my athletic shoes, like I'm still gonna have like my my shoes for work and for going like out out in the town are pretty normal, pretty normal color, gray, brown, black, whatever. But my like running shoes are going to be some obnoxious yellow or pink and orange or blue I've done a couple times yeah. uh, uh, so I like to have some little like a little ostentatiousness in my in my in my shoes and we definitely have that now because tell them about your shoes I that you, you procure shoes they are I was gonna say hideous but I love them they're a lot I got they're the, a lot um, that's a good way to put it I got the Brooks launch from the rock and roll half marathon. So they are like neon tie-dye. They're very fun. I've run in them once. I have three, like I went on sort of a shoe shopping spree. So I have three pairs of shoes that are like relatively new. Um, So I have like a new, I have my old glycerins that are nearing the end of their life. I have my new glycerins that are like a matte gray and blue. So they're not colorful, but they're slick looking. I like them a lot. Uh, now I just got my tie-dye launches, which are very light. I used to, before I like put a bunch of miles on my body, I really enjoyed running in really light shoes. And then I just got to the point where like I needed more cushion. But for short runs, I still love these lighter shoes. And then I have a pair of the Buffalo Plaid Ghosts. Yeah. So those, they're, they're all those Brooks. Those are inter- interesting. Those, they, I love you're them. You're actually wearing a shirt right now that kind of that, that exactly matches them. It's They're very grunge, very or I've, very uh, Christmas. Yeah, like, I wore yeah. them on my run today. They don't stay tied is my only complaint. The way the shoelaces are, I can't keep them tied. Maybe but get some Velcro straps or something. I like running in all of them a lot. And I mean, much like you, I feel like I'm at sort of the beginning of my shoe journey with a lot of these and really excited to break yeah. them in. I'm excited to take the tie-dye ones like out for a 5K. They're yeah. like great, fast, short shoes. Exactly. That's what I... I when I started playing, I started, I started getting, uh, buying ridiculously colored shoes when I started playing indoor soccer as a uh, 20-something back in Michigan. And I figured, you know, I got some orange indoor soccer shoes and some yellow, like highlighter yellow outdoor soccer shoes. And I was like, 
well, if I'm gonna have these ridiculous shoes on, I gotta perform because nothing's worse than uh, Jamoke yeah. who's terrible with these like you know these uh, these crazy shoes. So it put a little pressure on me, and I feel like that the same way with with running now. I'm like, well, I have to be a good runner if I would wear these like highlighter orange shoes because uh, otherwise people are gonna look at me and be like, look at this idiot with his fan with his you know fancy shoes. It's ridiculous. So. I'm excited. I'm I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying the just the first few runs with new, with new shoes with like this the cushioning and, and and like just making it feels like running with pillows on your feet and it's mm -hmm. great. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to be breaking those in more and uh, hopefully have uh, got some longer runs set up for the end of this week. I'm gonna try and uh, go. I've just kind of been topping out at 13 miles uh, so far. I think. I'm going to do that for the rest of April, and then in May I might just kick up the distance a little bit more just to... I, I ran 17 miles, what was it, in March, mm -hmm. and I really liked that. It was like, it was fun, it was, you know, like doing it every now and then uh, is, is like a nice throwback to marathon training, uh. as opposed to having to do it every weekend in marathon training, you get, it feels a lot more like a grind. So, exactly. Uh, so I'm thinking about, uh, you know, stepping it up on distance soon, but I'm, I'm you know, I don't know how much more I want to do. I might have to take some more time, you know, day, I'd make it take a day off or something like that. Right. More days off uh, during the week because I'm currently running six days a week and in the upper 30s, like somewhere between 35 and 40 miles, I've run most of the last six weeks. So that's, um, if you know, I don't need to be running six days a week and then be doing a 45 you know, 47 mile week. That, right. that's, that's ridiculous. Like I'm not, I'm not training for anything. So like, there's no reason to put, like, I'm not training for an ultra marathon or anything. Uh, so there's no reason to put that much strain on my but body. But you could be. But I could be. <laughs> I've honestly, I, I honestly thought I was thinking in the shower today where all great thoughts happen. I was like, what if like, I'm like, I am running so much. What if I just ran like a ultra around DC? What if I just ran 30 miles through DC one day? Done a Saturday. Just, just for fun. Why not? Probably because my AirPods would only have four and a half hours of battery, so I don't want <laughs> don't want to lose my headphones. And switch them out midway. I'll give you mine. There you go. I, it's something I'm putting. Depends on how bored I get during this lockdown. And right now, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm like my. I feel like my mental state has. Uh, I'm on a. This has all been a bunch of waves, uh, and I feel like I'm a, like like on the upswing of a wave right yeah. now after being. Uh, a couple a couple weeks ago, being much much more down. Uh, so, we'll see. Maybe if I need something to have a carrot out there to get through, uh, I'll, I'll do something like that. It's interesting because I, you know, I ran a five k, and then I was like, oh, but like, you know, when I do a ten k, I'll be like a real runner. And then I did a ten k, and then I was like, oh, but like half marathon has marathon, and you're like, I gotta do a half. Did the half marathon? Did the marathon? I maybe I'll feel different if I do more of them. I have zero desire to step one one step farther than 26.2 <laughs> miles. But you have like talked a lot about the desire to conquer an ultra someday. Yeah, it's cause I think I'm just, I'm like- Stupid. <laughs> st stupid. I was gonna go with like a junkie or like an escalationist. Like yeah. I like, I'd like okay. You have an I, addictive personality. Yeah, and you, honestly, if it's coming through in this way instead mm -hmm. of in some other unhealthy way, that's fine with me. Um, yep. I, I really do, think that always like what's the next thing and i've been like that in many many different aspects of my life uh it's you know professionally and you know in in 
I listened to one podcast. Well, I should listen to this next podcast. And now I have like 20 podcasts to listen to. Or like, I read this book. I should read this book. Uh, you know, that's what led me to read most of Jack Kerouac's collected works was because I was just like, well, I like this book. I should just try and read this next one. And then I was like, oh, I should just read his entire, his entire works. Just why not? Uh, so now I'm like, well, I've done all these kind of races. Why should I not try and do an ultra? So uh, I, I, I got nothing else to do. I get but. I get the way of thinking because it's how I felt about every other distance. But this just holds, I, I just cannot make the mental leap. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally understand how you're feeling because this is how I felt about school. Uh, I remember oh. when I graduated from college, I was like, I'm never going back in a classroom ever again. And then there was like times where people were going to school for, you know, going back, like they would go into the professional workforce for a bit. And then they, like people who I knew would be like, okay, I'm going to grad school now after working for two years. Or like they would be like, oh, I'm, I'm, inter- I'm pursuing this on the side or whatever. And I remember thinking like a couple times, like very seriously, like, should I go like, first it was, should I go back for creative writing? Should I get an MFA? I wanted to be a novelist because I was a white guy in his early 20s and every white guy in his early 20s who writes for a living wants to become a novelist. Uh, so I thought about it for a while and then I was like, I don't want to go back to school. What am I thinking? And then later on, a couple of, a couple of years ago, I thought about um, taking some classes uh, here in D- one of the universities here in DC to like get some sort of like graduate degree in politics or like some sort of political science studies under my belt. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to sit in a classroom and take notes and take a test. That sounds ridiculous. So I imagine how I felt about that is very similar to how you feel about going yeah. beyond the marathon distance. And now I totally understand why you want to do an ultra marathon because, like, if school was free, it's all I would do. See, there we go. <laughs> there we go. It's it's all about uh, it's all about just putting it into the context that, uh, that you can yeah. understand, right? Uh, but yeah, I'm. It's something I'm thinking about, if only because I do feel like I'm building up all this fitness and just not doing anything with it. Yeah. But like, also, I mean, I'm probably the lightest I've been in many, many months and feeling like I'm feeling really good physically. So if there's that, like I'm just, even if I'm just doing it for that, like that's fine. Exactly. But having the structure and having the goal uh, ahead of you, you know, it's important. So maybe I'll think about it. If only just like to have a race or have a running accomplishment to achieve. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, we've talked about social distancing a lot in our last few podcasts, so we won't belabor the point. But I wanted to ask you what you're seeing from your fellow runners as we are. I think this is our fifth I week. Think fifth week. Just over a month. So maybe I've fit, definitely been home more I've than de- a month. I've been, yeah, my last day at work was March 13th. So uh, I think we've been home now for, let's say, five weeks. Uh, what are you seeing from people when you're running um, as far as social distancing etiquette? I have noticed people getting a lot better, getting a lot more thoughtful, I think. Maybe they're listening to our podcast. As they should. And taking our tips. Find us on Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify. I also have really tried to just hammer in the point that I cannot control anyone else's behavior, but I can only control mine. So I have like changed the time of day that I typically run. And 
while I know it's very good to like get out and get out for a walk, walking after work just gives me too much anxiety. Yep. There are lots of people, I just can't do it. So I'll like get up and run in the morning. And as a result, there are also much, m many fewer people. Um, so I don't know if people are actually getting better about following the rules or if I am just sort of seeing a different subset of people. Um, but I have found that changing, I think that's also, it's not just the structure of having sort of a training program, but I think I'm also enjoying running a lot more because running at like kind of off times of day, I am able to go out and run without, you know, stressing for the next week. Like, oh, that person got kind of close to me. Like, what if I get sick? The anxiety like, is lower on it's, that. It's just enabling me to really get out there and enjoy it a lot more and have a lot more space. Yeah. Um, which has been really, really nice. So I have definitely felt like I've had more room to run lately. Yeah, I really have noticed a big change in people's behavior um, over the last week and a half or so, uh, maybe even just the last week of... Uh, especially in the in among runners, fellow runners, um, I think uh, among people who are going for walks or whatever, uh, there you know a lot of people. We we run on the mall a lot. A lot of people who are there are, uh, I guess they're not probably tourists right now because no. there's no there's no tourism happening. But there's there's people who are just meandering, we'll say. Uh, but among runners, I am noticing like I've made a concentrated attempt to run more in bike lanes and in the street. I've noticed many other runners doing the same. Yep. Um, I've noticed, uh, you know, people giving a wide berth on uh, sidewalks and paths. Uh, you know, often uh, like, or or acknowledging when someone else does. For instance, I was running the other day and uh, was running down a well, it was a you know sidewalk that is. Now I'm super conscious of how wide sidewalks yep. are. Uh, so this sidewalk's probably like three or four feet across. Uh, and there was a fellow runner coming my way, so I veered off into the grass, and he like gave me a wave, gave me the the dad wave that you're so uh, you're so fond of. That's gave, so nice. It was, and it was just like a little acknowledgement of like, hey, thanks, like for thanks, thanks for doing the right thing or social distancing, right? Um, so I've I've noticed more people even today. Uh, I was out, I was I, I I was thinking about this. Uh, I was running down the mall, the pathways on either side of the mall are probably 20 feet wide they're, yeah they're very wide it's big uh there's room for multiple runners to be running at a safe social distance um i was running on the far right side so, uh, a, a woman who was running was at running at roughly my same pace and she's on the far left side so we're both going down the same path the, the same path and we're roughly at the same pace so we're but like plenty of distance apart uh i think like we were fine but she uh veered off at one point and just went to the other side of the mall and huh. i was like i don't know if that if she was uncomfortable that we were like i was like okay we are plenty distant from, uh, from each other um i don't think we need to like we're both doing the right thing here uh so i don't know if she was nervous or if that was just part of her running route or whatever but i i, I saw it was interesting that like i i could not imagine someone doing that uh you know a few months ago seriously so uh it was it was just an interesting moment i've noticed a lot of other people um, it's it, the occurrences of being passed by someone in a un, less than safe or, in my view, disrespectful manner yes. uh, has definitely decreased a little bit, uh, you know, a, a lot, I should say. And when it does happen, it is noteworthy. Um, so I think I think people are taking it very seriously, and I think like this is one of the few things people get to do outside. So they're going to take it uh, a little more seriously and try to do it in a safe way so they can keep doing it.
I know that there's been a lot of question about the validity of that study. Any runner knows what study I'm talking about. Yep, talk I've about. seen that gif in my head as you're talking about <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, there was a study that showed that basically if you're like drafting off people and you're close behind them, like a lot of their breathing germs are getting left behind as they run and you're breathing them in. Uh, it, I, I don't know exactly what the scientific issues with it were, but the scientific community was sort of up in arms about it. Um, but regardless, I have been more aware of not running like behind people, like sure. even like eight, 10 feet. Like I've been trying not to run directly right. behind someone for like blocks and blocks and blocks. I'll either pass or go to the other side of the street. Cause I figure, I mean, either the study's right and I'm being prudent or it's wrong and it doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Uh, so one of the, the, I read this kind of takedown of that study. And one of the issues was, is that it was not any sort of virologist or epidemiologist who uh, who did it. It was, hmm. they were like AT&T data analyzers in Belgium or something like that. Huh. And they, it was not a, it was not peer reviewed. They just published it because, uh, and it was basically based off of like the gif that you saw, that everyone saw. Uh, I think my, my general thought about that is if something's published on Medium, it's probably not the most, like, yeah. you, you don't need to put a ton of belief into it. However, I, I definitely, I see the, I totally see the validity in what you're saying. And I have actually, I have also made an effort to not uh, either run directly behind someone or, like, uh, if someone's behind me, I will try and, like I'm, I'm trying to be directly, very conscious yeah. of, of, like, the fact that they're there and I'm trying to... Uh, either I'll veer out of their way or like slow down so they have to pass me or something to that effect. But uh, very much in the same boat you are that like it can't hurt. Right. So why not? Yep. Uh, but also I, what I was worried about with that whole thing uh, was, you know, is this random medium post going to convince our leaders, our city leaders and, and government leaders to crack down on running? Because yeah. uh, I saw it. I saw it described by someone who was spreading it around as runners crop dusting people with coronavirus. And I uh, was like, well, if that's the narrative that takes hold, that's not going to be great. Yeah. Uh, seems to have not, and it seems to people are doing a lot of the right things, which is great. Uh, and hopefully it stays that way, because mm -hmm. this is um, it's all the only time we get to go outside, essentially. Yeah. So, uh, you know, keep, keep up the good work, runners. How's your beer? It's great. Yeah. I love this beer. I don't know how many we have left, but we've been ordering a lot of alcohol. Well, what else <laughs> is there to do? Uh, <laughs> but I'm, also, it's important for us to support yes. our local businesses and to support our local breweries so they can keep making this delicious beer. We've been drinking really well. This beer is a treat that can't be beat. I'm also a little buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong beer. Well, no, it's only, it's only the... Five percent strong for some of maybe, us. Maybe maybe the maybe the fruit fermented a little bit and there's a little it's extra. Be it. in there. there we go. Uh, How's your beer? Great, love it. I am. Uh, like you I said, you finish the whole thing. I always do though. It's crazy. I know. I, I'm much better at drinking and talking than than and or more. Well, well because we'll when I like, drink and talk, I burp on the microphone. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm much better at uh, double tasking with uh, drinking. It happens when we go out to dinner and stuff too. It but does. but yeah, also there's the burping in the microphone. Um, where can people find us? People can find us on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We're probably there. We're probably there. Publish every Friday. 
sometime. It's getting a little later. Well, we're publishing on Friday. We're publishing on Friday. We're just not publishing as early on Friday. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Running on Tap. Yeah. Jacqueline is doing some wonderful cooking. She is uh, she is posting uh, some some photos of, photos of her. What, what what's the you had a hashtag or something that you were you were posting them on? Quarantine cuisine. Quarantine cuisine. I've been uh, a little less creative in the kitchen, mostly because I've been baking instead of cooking, but I've kept this fed. Yes, you've done a wonderful job. Uh, I am very, very, very happy with uh, the quality of food. <laughs> I thought, thought you were going to go with grateful, but you went with happy. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's not, not, the, not the, yeah, maybe I'm a little buzzed too. Uh, so, yeah, she's posting great photos of her food yeah and come, there's also some great running photos on there. come hang out tell me about your runs like engage with us on social media because yeah. one of the best parts about doing this podcast has been creating the instagram and finding especially at this time when like the running community is really like pushed apart physically having this great online community has been great so if you listen and want to say hi please do absolutely uh and that's all for us we will catch you guys next week though thanks so much for listening